This is Joseph and welcome to my podcast, Ineskwela. Sa podcast na ito, you will hear me talking about anything that grabs my attention, na may kinalaman sa mga Kristiyanong Pinoy ngayon, and the broader culture that they inhabit. Tara, maguntahan tayo. Hello mga kahuntahan, uh, for three weeks and perhaps longer, ang ating bansa ay back to stricter quarantine measures dahil sa uh, pagtaas ng mga cases ng COVID-19 as well as the entrance of the dreaded Delta variant. Uh, alam natin na pangunahin itong mga quarantine measures na ito, inilalagay ito in order to restrict our movements including and perhaps more so our embodied social lives in order to control the transmission of the virus. Ngayon, alam ko na maraming mga issues na, na, na uh, surrounding this but regardless of your views on the politics, the efficiency and the ethics of these mandates, sa tingin ko isang tanong na kailangan nating itanong bilang mga Kristiyano is how is these social restrictions affecting our Christian lives and particularly I have in view our social lives or our fellowship. Uh, sa episode na ito, hindi ko i-engage yung mga political debates surrounding these lockdowns. I will not even make judgments uh, tungkol sa kung dapat ba na uh, mag-gather ang church o dapat ba na uh, gumamit ang church ng mga virtual means. I leave that to the consciences of, uh, of uh, people who are making these decisions in the church. But What I intend to do is to share a few reflections on one important observation tungkol sa relation ng social effects ng ating pandemic uh, uh, predicament. Uh, again, what I intend to do is to share a few reflections on one important observation uh, tungkol sa social effects ng pandemic predicament natin. At ang tinutukoy ko ay yung gradual dwarfing of the place of embodied interaction sa ating social lives. Big sabihin, paliit ng paliit yung lugar ng, ng ating embodied social interaction sa mga tao and Consequent, uh, consequentially, uh, yung uh, lumalaki ay yung virtual social interaction and to some, this is actually becoming a norm. Uh, now, uh, gusto kong, ipa, gusto kong uh, i-point out na hindi ko ninenegate yung utility ng virtual social interaction. I'm not advocating for careless embodied socialization but I want to approach this with certain degree of criticism dahil gusto kong ipakita na not everything about this is a cause for celebration. Uh, meron tayong kailangang i-watch out uh, lest it makes uh, an irreparable damage sa ating social uh, so- social life bilang mga Kristiyano uh, including and perhaps especially the churches. What I hope to do is to merely lay out why I believe that virtual social interactions are not only insufficient replacements of our embodied social interactions, uh, most Christians I know would agree, pero yung uh, yung yung uh, virtual social interactions I think and I believe that it actually carries dangers to our embodied social 
interaction. And gusto ko yung ipakita, well, uh, sa totoo lang, ito ay hindi naman observation ngayon lang uh, panahon ng pandemics. Even prior to the pandemic, eh, medyo pinagtuunan uh, ko na ito ng pansin. Uh, but the, the, the stake only has gotten higher ngayon ngang pumasok itong panahon ng pandemia. Uh, we, we need to wa- watch out kasi yung irony na, uh, na makikita natin dito sa phenomenon na ito ng uh, replacement ng virtual social interactions. Uh, uh, pinapalitan niya yung embodied social interactions. Uh, yung irony dyan is while this new media technology are purported, it is proposed, uh, endorsed uh, as something that enriches human connection. Yan nga ang tawag dyan, di ba? Social media. These are media for that facilitates our socialization as human beings. Pero sa totoo lang, the actual results as, uh, as the data, scientific data even is presenting and napapalitan yung deeper embodied kind of social interactions. Yan ay napapalitan with this inferior substitute of shallow virtual correspondence. Uh, ibig sabihin, they intrude on our spaces for solitude, for privacy, But they also do not really provide togetherness that we need as social beings. Uh, merong research uh, tungkol dito, published by Sherry Turkle, uh, kung saan uh, talagang tinutukan niya itong uh, uh, yung phenomenon na ito. At uh, nagpublish siya ng isang aklat, yung Alone Together. At yung inquiry that, uh, guide, uh, that guided her research is this. Sabi, sabi sa uh, isang article about the book, ito yung inquiry ng aklat. Can humanity transform the way it communicates without altering at some level what it means to be human? Pwede ba na palitan natin yung paraan kung paano tayo nakikipag-communicate, kung paano tayo nakikipag-socialize without at the same time redefining and recreating so to speak humanity and human nature and that is why i believe that this is a christian concern sabi ni Turkel, let me quote from her book alone together sabi niya technology is seductive when it when what it offers meets our human vulnerabilities and as it turns out we are very vulnerable indeed we are lonely but fearful of intimacy. Digital connections and the sociable robot may offer the illusion of companionship without the demands of friendship. Our network life allows us to hide from each other even as we are tethered to each other. We'd rather text than talk. Ang sinasabi niya, yung convenience ng virtual social interaction It allows us to gain some sense, some feeling of belongingness and togetherness, but it is a cheap reproduction of that. Uh, this is uh, given to you in order to satisfy that, and you feel like it's enough without the hard work of true human relationship. 
and not even half the joy of embodied social experience. So what we are losing is our social lives as, uh, as embodied human beings. Second part, uh, the Imago Day as uh, the Imago Day as uh, embodied. No, bakit ito mahalaga sa mga Kristiano? Well, I think that it is important to recover the Christian vision of human life, to keep it in sight. Uh, even as we are dealing with these social restrictions, hindi natin dapat, we, we should not lose that ideal, that vision of human life as uh, celebrated in the Bible, which is a human life that is embodied, nasa katawan. And that is a very basic and fundamental uh, Christian assertion about human beings. We are existing in an embodied form. Uh, and makikita nyo yan, uh, even just by a brief survey of the pillars of the Christian worldview. Uh, pag sinabi natin Christian worldview, ito yung pananaw sa buhay. Ibig sabihin, ito yung lente kung paano natin binabasa ang lahat ng bagay sa mundo uh, which is yung lente ng Biblia, yung lente ng Kristiyanong kaisipan. And there are four pillars in relation to that. And uh, yung four pillars na yan, yan yung four pillars ng biblical uh, storyline, beginning with creation, fall, redemption, and then restoration. Uh, those are the good uh, summating words for that. And... Uh, what I hope to show you is that all these pillars of the Christian worldview actually celebrate our bodily existence. Makikita mo yan uh, sa creation pa lang. The dignity of an embodied humanity, yung, yung dignidad niyan ng tao na nasa katawan, eh, that is traceable to the truth that God actually created man in His image, not only as a soul, but as a duality of body and soul. It is a united duality. There is body and soul. Uh, yung imahe ng Diyos sa tao ay to a degree displayed also in our bodies. Now, hindi yan nangangahulugan na ang Diyos ay composed of physical bodily parts. In John 4 verse 24, we have the statement of Jesus that God is spirit. God is a spiritual being. Wala siyang corporeal properties. Wala siyang physical and bodily components. That is the clear teaching of the Bible. So, paano natin nasasabi na bahagi ng, ng pagiging imahe ng Diyos yung ating uh, pagiging nilikha na nakapaloob sa katawan? Eh, uh, makikita natin yan by observing the facts that our bodily functions display an analogy of what is perfect in God. 
Ibig sabihin, bilang imahe ng Diyos, we really reflect who He is in our bodies, not in the sense that God has a body, but the, fun- the functions of our bodies are, uh, are imitations of what is true in God in the fullest sense. Uh, so, yan ang, yan ang makikita natin na katotohanan sa Bible. For example, God is clearly spoken of in scriptures as a God of seeing. Sa Diyos na nakakakita, Genesis 16 verse 13, 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9, Jeremiah 16 verse 17, Habakkuk 1 verse 13, all of those passages you can check for yourself. Dinidescribe ang Diyos na may mata, dinidescribe ang Diyos na nakakakita. Hindi ibig sabihin yan na merong eyeballs ang Diyos, meron siyang iris o lahat ng mga uh, lahat ng mga parts na meron sa human eye. Ang ibig sabihin nun, God, uh, there is a perfect function of seeing in God. Uh, lahat ng bagay ay present sa Kanya. Nothing escapes His sight. And we share that function to a limited and imperfect degree. Uh, so, ibig sabihin, yung ating mata ay reflection ng kung anong meron sa Diyos in his as a function of his spiritual being. Uh, ganyan din yung uh, katotohanan makikita natin sa Bible sa Psalm 118 verse 16, Isaiah 48 verse 13. God is spoken of as someone who has hands. Ang tinutukoy doon ay hindi literal na kamay, it is anthropomorphism para ipakita na God is able to execute His plans. He is able to carry out His purposes because as uh, it, what is true of human beings na kapag may intention tayo, we use our hands to carry it out. This is true of God. Uh, but not, not that He has hands, but that He is able to carry out His plans which we can carry out with our hands. Uh, so, uh, ganyan din yung sa tainga, sa mata, uh, sa, 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 sa bibig, sa daliri, sa paa. Ina-attribute ito sa Diyos sa, sa scripture uh, because anthropomorphically, God can be described. Because what is in the function of our bodies, um, at least many of it, are reflecting what is true in God spiritually and perfectly. Hey, pawis. Pagdating sa fall of man naman, Makikita ninyo na ipinapakita ng fall that the chief indignity of man from the fall after he has fallen in sin matapos na magkasala si Adan at si Eva anong naging resulta what is the chief of all the curses of sin death the wages of sin is death now usually we define death medically speaking as yung cessation Uh, ng pagtibok ng puso. So that, that is uh, when the, the doctor is able to declare that someone is dead kapag uh, tumigil na talaga yung pagtibok ng kanyang puso. But biblically, death is defined as the separation of soul and body. Yung paghiwalay ng kaluluwa, the animating force 
doon sa katawan. Uh, ito ay ito ay indignity. Uh, we have that in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7 na sa kamatayan yung yung katawan ay may iwan sa lupa at yung kaluluwa ay magsusulit sa harapan ng Diyos. So this is our chief indignity because this is not the intention. This is not the, the intention because God has created us in uh, as embodied creatures and if we uh, our disembodiment is indignity. Kaya nga kahit sa mga mana ng palataya, you have the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians na bagamat sinasabi niya na yung kamatayan will only bring him to the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, eh sinasabi niya na even then, we wish to be further clothed kasi hindi natin gusto na uh, tayo, ay, tayo ay hubad. So kahit sa yung tinatawag sa theology na intermediate state, Uh, kung saan yung kaluluwa natin ay nasa presensya ng Diyos, we are still aching for the second coming because uh, that is then when we are going to be reunited with our bodies and soul. Uh, our soul will be reunited to our bodies. And uh, that brings us to redemption and restoration. Makikita ninyo sa Bible na yung supreme expression ng dignity ng ating bodily existence is on the facts, on the truth that the Son of God became man. So yung glorious event ng incarnation which we have uh, beautifully stated in John 1 verse 1 uh, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word who was God who was a spiritual being in verse 14 is said to uh, the word became flesh he is said to have become flesh naging tao siya na may katawan god became man for our eternal redemption he became man both body and soul at yun yung pinaka nag establish ng dignity ng ating embodied existence. That the eternal creator would take upon himself human nature in its embodied states in order to redeem us from sin by dying on the cross so that he may glorify us with him in a state also of a glorified embodied existence for all eternity in the resurrection eh, ine-extol niyan yung, yung embodied humanity to the highest degree, excluding sin. Yes? Nasama ba yan? Open. Ito yung magandang uh, observation ni Reed Mercer's Cushart sa kanyang uh, aklat na Media, Journalism, and Communication. Sabi niya, the primary noticeable media effects of our age and perhaps the key to in understanding and or the cause of all the other effects is disembodiment. 
for the Christian whose identity consists in imitating the incarnated Christ, this represents a grave danger. Our entire religion rests on the fantastical claim of the virtual made real. The idea of an invisible God actually and literally, literally embodying himself in the physical presence of one historically real human being, Jesus Christ. If true, if true then Christ really is the antibody to the virus of mass disincarnation. This is what both the incarnation and communion are all about and why the Christian faith may be more crucial for sanity in the digital world than ever before. If I could add it, the Christian faith may be more crucial for sanity in the digital world of our pandemic situation than ever before. Part 2, a ah, part 3 na pala to. Masks to mask. Pangalawa, uh, gusto ko na i-explore natin yung uh, Christian communion as biblically defined. Pag pagtinignan ninyo yung Christian communion in the presentation of the New Testament, makikita ninyo na Christian communion can only be expressed to the fullest within embodied interactions. Ang ibig sabihin niyan, hindi talaga fully nakakapture ng virtual interaction yung Christian communion in the fullest sense. Yung various forms ng media, it can be utilized with great thankfulness to supplement, and that is an important word, word to supplement our fellowship, but it can never replace embodied social interactions. Makikita mo yan sa sinabi ni John in his second letter to his recipients, 2 John 1 verse 12. Sabi ni John, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you. And talk with you face to face so, so that our joy may be complete. Face to face. That is, that is what makes our joy complete. Because that is what facilitates true Christian communion. Now, he used paper and ink in many things. And we can use social media in many things. But we cannot use it as a replacement for our embodied social interaction, our face-to-face -face interaction. So this text alone should awaken us dun sa great peril ng sitwasyon natin ngayon. We are resorting to virtual means, a poor mimicry of our embodied social fellowship. And when we happen to gather, it is not even face-to-face. It is mask to mask with our faces fully covered. Again, I'm not making any suggestion or judgment. I'll leave that up to you. But we must be aware. We must not deny the harm that this is bringing upon our fellowship, our communion as Christians. 
Ang naalala ko, prior to the pandemic, maraming mga tao and even Christians, they were arguing against the Muslim niqab. Alam niyo yung niqab, yung, yung pang-cover up ng buong katawan ng mga babaeng uh, Muslim na ang nakalabas lang ay yung kanilang mata. And this is condemned, in fact, even by the European Court of uh, European Court of Human Rights. Kasi sabi ng sabi sa European Court of Human Rights, eh, uh, this is uh, this is leading to the depersonalization and object objectific objectification ng mga babae ng Muslim, and it do not facilitate living together. Uh, so uh, so yun yung reason nila. So we know that these things are not trivial. That when when our uh, communion with each other is hampered even by uh, by us by something as small as a mask that covers our faces. These have social consequences. Fellowship in the Bible, friendship in the Bible, in the biblical standard is expressed in face-to-face -face communion, and we must hold on to that as Christians. Even Moses is spoken of as someone who is friend with God because he spoke to God face to face. In John 1 verse 1, sinabi dun na uh, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And Arsis Prol uh, has an um, amazing commentary about this na pwede itong i-translate as face to face with God. He, uh, so the perfection and completion of fellowship is in the face-to-face -face social interaction. Dagdag mo dyan na yung Christian encouragement. It is best obtained within embodied meeting together. Hebrews 10 verse 25. May utos doon na kailangan tayong magpaalalahanan sa isa't isa as we see the day drawing near. Therefore, do not, we should not forsake the assembling together of the saints. So there is the assembling together, and it is an embodied meeting together. And even the difficult relational duties of the Christian community, they are, these are to be done through bodily communication. In Matthew 18 verse 15, Matthew 18 is the discourse about the community of the kingdom at ang sabi ni Jesus doon nasa standard kapag yung kapatid mo ay nagkasala sa iyo go and tell him his fault hindi sinabing go and text him his fault uh, so so et, eto talagang uh, virtual communication this cannot be a replacement for our Christian communion pangatlo embodied liturgy. And lastly, consider Christian worship. At ito yung paniniwala ko pagdating sa Christian worship. Christian worship must be embodied. Church worship must be embodied. Our virtual gathering cannot properly or at least fully be called church gathering because it is not Christian liturgy. Pag sinabing liturgy, yan yung form of worship. At yung form of worship ay mahalaga because it communicates 
a message and it facilitates the reformation, the formation of God's people. And because the Christian message celebrates our embodied existence, therefore Christian liturgy cannot be uh, cannot really be applied in a context of virtual church. Because the biblical vision for human life celebrates our embodied humanity, Christian worship cannot be virtual, but it must be embodied. Yan ang tinuturo ng Christian liturgy. In Christ, the image of the invisible God, we are being reshaped into God's image bearers we were created to be. And this redemption is what we celebrate in worship. Therefore, Christian worship celebrates our shared embodied humanity as redeemed in Christ. Ayan yung observation ni James K. Smith sa uh, maganda niyang aklat na you are what you love. And, I, I, and I'm not endorsing James K. A. Smith about everything, but I love this book. Sabi niya, Christian worship that will be counter-formative needs to be embodied, tangible, and visceral. Then he adds, Christian worship comes loaded with its own. And then he adds, Christian worship comes loaded with its own vision of flourishing. One that is not just spiritual or ethereal or displaced to a disembodied heaven. The biblical vision of creation's shalom is heavenly, but it envisions a heavenly order that becomes a reality on earth. Revelations 21 verse 1 to 2. This is a telos we learn in prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our liturgy celebrates our embodied existence. So as I have said, I am not prescribing na maging careless tayo at i-disregard natin yung mga social distancing protocols. I leave that up to the wisdom of those who make these decisions in the churches. And I'm not also dismissing the utility of digital technology as an aid, a helpful aid to our present social predicament. I am calling for a review of our Christian doctrine of human embodiedness so that kasama ito sa ating mga calculations as we make our social decisions during these difficult times of pandemic. What I'm merely saying is that this social distancing are not trivial matters that have no perhaps lasting effects, damages to our Christian communion. So we must place that up in the weighing scale. For the next episode, I will give three added reasons kung bakit naniniwala ako na yung digital social interaction actually depletes our social graces, particularly our embodied social graces, kasama yung sympathy and kindness. So, uh, wait for that for our next episode. Thank you for listening, mga kahuntahan. I'm done.